Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, fellow friends of animals, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I hope your Saturday morning is off to a great start. I've got a pretty fun lineup of guests today. First up is Long Beach local and animal advocate with a flair for fun, Justin Red. He's a young man who works tirelessly for various pet causes, and it's because of his efforts that we have a dog beach here in Long Beach, Halloween parades, a bulldog beauty pageant, and holiday gift deliveries from Santa Paws to pets and shelters. His name is Justin Red, and I am a huge fan of his. Also this week, after our halftime break, we'll be speaking with Robert Masseri from the Guardians of Rescue. He's a pretty cool guy as well. What can I say? Animal people rock. So don't touch that dial because a great show is coming up after a very quick station break here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining me now is a man who I am certain never sleeps because of all the events and activities he puts together. It's Justin Rudd. Good morning, Justin. How are you today? Good morning. I'm happy to be here. I know you're a pretty busy guy because... Today you've actually got a big event, and I'm wondering if we could talk about that. Yeah, actually today at sunset at 6 p.m. in Long Beach, we're doing the Interfaith Blessing of the Animals. It's something that we do every year. This is the 12th annual blessing. We get about eight various faith leaders um, to come out. There'll be um, a Catholic priest. There'll be Christian leaders and other um, non-Christian leaders there. And what we do is celebrate the importance of animals in our lives. Traditionally, this weekend, the first weekend in October, is known as St. Francis Day weekend. And St. Francis, in the traditions of um, Catholics and Episcopals, is a, a, uh, the saint that was the patron saint of animals, who That's loved right. the animals. And what we do is celebrate this weekend, but we, we do it in a different way because we do it with all faiths. Even people that don't have a particular faith, but they can bring their dogs and cats and fish and birds and rats. (laughs) Um, And we get about 300 animals there. They can get um, some holy water from the priest, or they can just get a simple prayer or a simple thought from one of the other faith leaders. Oh, that is so cool. Where is it at? It is on the beach on the concrete boat launch ramp at 1 Granada Avenue. Uh, it's in Belmont Shore in Long Beach, and it happens during the sunset. So it starts at 6 o'clock with a processional down the red carpet. Um, again, we'll have two to 300 animals that are expected here again this year, and we're also going to have some farm animals. There will be some horses and ponies and uh, pot-bellied pigs. There will be an alpaca, a llama, <laughs> goat, sheep, bunnies, ducks. Oh, um, that's amazing. And do yeah. all the animals get along? Oh, absolutely. Um, the the pets that people bring will need to be on leash okay. um, or in a, a, a cage or a crate. And um, if they're fish in an aquarium. Yeah, an aquarium, <laughs> exactly. And we've had um, people bring um, bugs in jars. And really? It, if, if a pet is um, passed, they can bring maybe a collar or a photograph of their Aww. previous um, pets and then get those blessed as well. 
That is so sweet. And so that's tonight at sunset. Yeah. Oh, 6 you... p.m. And it's free parking after 6 p.m. in the beach parking lot. There's It's right next to Rosie's Dog Beach. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. good. It's always good to know about parking because I know that could be tricky yes. down there sometimes. But it's free after 6, so that's yep. good to know. And October is also a very special month for you because you do one of my favorite dog events in October. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk a little bit sure. about What's coming up towards the end of the month? Sure. On Sunday, October 27th, is our 13th annual Hot Dog Halloween Parade. It's the world's largest uh, pet event on Halloween, and it happens in Long Beach. And this year it's going to be at Marina Vista Park. Um, and it's Where's that a, located? Yeah, it's a huge park in Long Beach. It's, it's near the water. It's near Marine Stadium where they had some Olympic um, events back in the 30s, oh, okay. um, like rowing. Um, and to these days they have um, uh, row, more rowing and then um, powerboat racing and then uh, water skiing there at Marine Stadium. Oh, okay. But we'd love people to come out and bring their animals. Um, we typic- It's typically a, uh, a dog parade. That's what it's meant to be. But we've had a uh, cat. We've had a duck. We've had potbelly pigs. <laughs> And they're all welcome. They can dress up their dogs in a fantastic way or a, a very simple way. They can just put, like, a bow ribbon or something on the, the leash if, if their dog is not a dog that wants to be dressed up. Okay. And is there a fee to enter your There is. Today? If you enter in a, a week in advance, it's uh, up to a week in advance. It's just $10 donation. Mm-hmm. And then if you enter the week of the event, it's 15 If you enter the day of the event, it's 20 Okay. Um, all of the money goes back to spay and neuter programs and oh. pet adoption programs and then some local uh, other charitable events here in Long Beach. Now, are all of these events your babies, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they. Um, these are all events that I, I created um, because I, I wanted to have opportunities for people to interact with their animals. Like back when I started them, I, I had I had a bulldog, Rosie, and I wanted to do things with her and celebrate uh, having her in my life. And it's basically um, it's a fantastic opportunity because there's thousands of people that come to this hot dog Halloween parade, and they want to see these the dogs dressed up. There's a, anywhere from five to seven hundred dogs in the parade. Wow. The parade lasts at least an hour. So it's one hour of solid dogs in costume. That is just hard to even imagine. And didn't you mention before that you actually technically are the world record holder for having the most dogs in a Halloween parade, just not officially? Yeah. There there (laughs) are um, some um, groups that have attempted to have dogs in parades. And, And I think there is a group that, that smashed our record with having the, the most number of dogs in a costume parade. Okay. But on Halloween itself, I think we are the largest. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I hope you really smash your record again this year and get even more. <laughs> Maybe too, you'll get a too. thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pet adoption fair that goes on during the event. Oh, so there's nice. um, animal uh, rescue groups, um, dogs and cats, and sometimes some other types of animals that will come with the rescue groups, and they'll have animals that are up for adoption. Okay, so this goes on simultaneous to the parade and then after the parade? Yeah. And then is there entertainment in addition? There will be. We do uh, some other contests, dog-themed contests, during, before and after. And it's um, uh, in addition to the costume contest of the actual parade. The winner is going to receive dog food for a 
for a year wow. from uh, Pet Curian, um, which is going to supply the prize this year. And there will be some other prizes for the top uh, entries into the parade. And an entry can be just a, a dog in a costume. It could be a dog in a person costumed um, oh, a in, team. in a theme, <laughs> or it could be a group of dogs in a theme. Okay. Yeah, and it could also be what we call a float. A float would be a wagon or a push cart or a stroller that's decorated as well. So there's plenty of time to start planning because oh, yeah. here yeah. we are at the beginning of the month. So yeah. wow. And we want people to really uh, dress up and put on a fantastic show for the audience that comes to spectate. You can rent a chair on the front row of the parade for $5 at the event. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's fun for everybody, even if you're not going to be bringing a pet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you think lots of people come who are not pet owners, who are not bringing their pets? Yeah, and sometimes they'll have people will have uh, a pet at home who may be just a little older and is not a, as easily able to come to an event like this, mm-hmm. and they still want to just come and, and spectate, and that's fine, too. Uh, and we welcome anybody to come and, and enjoy the festivities. We're going to have a bobbing for Halloweenies uh, <laughs> booth, so we'll have like uh, hot dogs um, floating in water, kind of like bobbing for apples. That kind of we'll sounds a, disgusting to me. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest. And then we'll have uh, a, a bulldog kissing booth. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Last year, that booth was sponsored by uh, Southern California Bulldog Rescue. Okay. And then uh, for, you pay a dollar and you get a, a lick from a a bulldog, and that goes to help uh, Aww, bulldog rescue. Very sweet. Yeah. We'll also have a dog treat stacking contest to see who can stack the tallest tower of, of dog treats. Ooh, fun. Maybe you could turn them. it into a Jenga contest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pull one out. <laughs> but it's lots of fun. There will be photographers, um, people who, uh, that's what they'll, they'll have vendor booths set up to take pictures of um, people and their dogs dressed up for Halloween. And there's a vendor fair. We'll have 60 or 70 vendor booths there. Wow. So this has really gotten big. How yeah. do you coordinate all of these things? I mean, I knew if I was going to try and plan event, an event like this, I'd get 10 people who would show up probably. <laughs> you know, after you've done it for 13 years, um, people hear about it from word of mouth. It's mm-hmm. We've been on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno because of our parades. We've been on um, the Today Show as as aired clips from our parade. So wow. it's gotten national attention as well. And the the local TV stations from Los Angeles come down each year, and so people see it that way. I've got a dog newsletter that's got thirteen thousand subscribers. I've got a wow. hot dogs fan page with fourteen thousand subscribers. So people hear about it, and they, they want it. It's a spectacle. They right. want to come and check it out. Oh, it definitely is. And and these are all your just your October events because I know yeah. you plan things year round and, and yeah. you have another very cool event coming up in December. Yeah, uh, um we do uh, Operation Santa Paws in December. So the first few weeks of December we collect toys and treats for shelter dogs and cats. Mm. Uh, I organize the one here in Southern California and we visit about four thousand shelter dogs and cats and give them toys and treats on the Saturday before uh, Christmas, but um, this program has also grown to about 25 other states that do collections for local shelters. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned your newsletter, and yeah. I subscribe, and I'm always so impressed by everything that's packed into it. It's Thank nonstop you. information that's just incredible. Thanks. How can somebody subscribe to that? Um, they can just go online and then uh, do a simple Google search for Justin Rudd, 
um, e-newsletter, and then when they get there, just sub- uh, click dog, and um, that it, it's uh, put out through Yahoo Groups. Okay. Um, so they can also go to yahoogroups.com and look for Justin Rudd's dog e-newsletter. Okay. Um, that's an easy way, or they can send me a direct email, justin at justinrudd.com. How do you spell Rudd? R-U-D-D. Excellent. So J-U-S-T-I-N-R-U-D-D. Excellent. I just want to make sure our listeners can get to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times on the radio. You can also go online and just uh, Google search Hot Dog Halloween Parade ah. to find more information about the Halloween Parade. Outstanding. And we spell it Howl, H-O-W-L. So H O W L O W E E N. Halloween. Well, Justin, it's always a pleasure catching up with you and hearing about all your remarkable endeavors. And I want to thank you again for stopping by the Pet Place. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing the information. We need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Robert Masseri from the Guardians of Rescue has some truly touching stories about homeless dogs in Afghanistan who befriended American troops, as well as tales of therapy dogs enriching the lives of veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. Find out more after a very quick message from KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I had told you that we were going to be talking to Robert Masseri from the Guardians of Rescue, but the interesting thing about rescue people is they are always so intensely busy with their thing that sometimes they forget that they have appointments. The cool thing about Robert is he actually rescues animals from areas where soldiers are out in the Middle East and brings them back here so that the soldiers who have befriended them can continue to have them in their lives because it makes such a huge difference to have an animal in in someone's life. And, And with me right now is somebody who can talk about the importance of the human-animal bond. It's somebody right here from our very own radio station here at KJAZZ. It's Mike Johnson. Hello, Marie. (laughs) Thank you for pinch-hitting today. Sure, sure. You know, I love talking to people who have pets because Mm -hmm. everybody has their own special stories about what their pets have meant to them in their lives. And I know that you're a huge animal lover and probably always have been. You know, it goes back to my childhood. Like like, like so many other uh, of us who were lucky enough to have dogs or cats as kids, it definitely was that way for me as well. Well, that's very cool. You know, when I was a little girl, I was extremely shy, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. So I didn't have a lot of friends. Okay. And I had a cat. And she was my very best friend. I would dress her up in doll clothes, and I would put her in a doll stroller, (laughs) and I would push her around, and she would be totally humiliated, but she'd never complain. Now, what kind of cat was it? She was a little Burmese kitty. Okay. Yeah. Uh And she just loved me, and I loved her. and, And truly, she was the difference to having a happy childhood, was having her as my best friend. Now, you talked about on an earlier show about having a chicken also. I did, too. Yeah. I had a rooster and a hen when I was in junior high school. Now, how <laughs> did, by how, that point, I was miss outgoing. So. I was going to say, by that point. But how did that work with the cat and the rooster and the chicken? Uh, that seems like that would be kind of a tricky mix there. You know, it's interesting. In, in my households always, and continuing through today, right. we have multiple species, and the rule is, 
everybody gets along, period. Mm -hmm. I have a cockatoo, I have fish, I have cats, and I have dogs, and everybody loves each other, and that's just the way it is. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really interesting because um, where I live, I live in Anaheim. Uh, up the street from where I or where I live is is a high school, and I won't say which one it is because I, I just secret that way. Um, <laughs> and on the uh, west campus of this school, um, there are feral cats that sometimes uh, use uh, a p portion of the uh, the uh, school school grounds uh, to live, okay. and and it, it's just sort of a known thing in the neighborhood that this is where. That cats sometimes are, and sometimes you see the neighbors feeding the cats. Wow. And I also, though, of course, you know, I don't want to see the cats hurt, but sometimes you fear that they're going to get out in the street, and that's going to be bad. Or get eaten by coyotes. Yeah, yeah, and thankfully, that we I haven't witnessed that. Uh, but you know, I mean, obviously, everybody who's listening to the show has a love of animals, and uh, we had uh, a, a a kit a cat uh, who who was a feral cat who came up the street from the school to our house and adopted us. Aww. And literally, uh, it was we have a dog. We have a dog. And now we're going to test the audience here. If you go onto Facebook and like Amber Good Dog, she will like you back, okay? Oh. That's Amber Good Dog on Facebook. <laughs> Is that your dog? That's my dog, Amber. <laughs> yes, well, that's my wife's dog. I married. We, we've been married six years now, and that was her Jack Russell Terrier when I married oh. her, and it still is. Wow, a Jack Russell Terrier. That that must keep you very busy. Oh yes. Amber is, is a wild, wild dog. But the cat from the from the schoolyard that, that came and adopted us mm -hmm. uh, was pregnant. Oh. And uh, we had a little uh, area in the backyard where we were able to uh, keep the dog away from the cat and uh, she gave birth in our backyard. Wow. It was very, very amazing. And the amazing thing and and it was it was sad for my wife is one day. Um, the mama kitten, the mama cat, and the kitten were gone, just vanished, vamoose, gone, and mm -hmm. that's that's it's. And my wife was very upset, and I was bummed out too. And you know, I mean, I guess you know that just shows the attachment that everybody sure. has to animals. You know, I have a very similar story to mm -hmm. that. Back when I lived in Riverside, mm -hmm. I lived right up next to a big field, right, and. A lot of people, I don't know what's wrong with them, but they seem to think that they could dump cats yeah. in fields and cats will be fine and they'll survive. Sure. And, you know, they can survive, but they don't live a very good life. They get diseased and parasite-ridden and they become prey animals like we yeah. talked about or yeah. hit by cars or they fight with other cats. It's just not the life that a cat is supposed to have. Yeah. Anyway... One day, just like what happened with you, mm -hmm. a mama cat came to our house and gave birth in our front planter area. Oh, wow. She was completely feral, not even remotely domesticated. Okay. And I was really worried about her and her kittens, and I would put food out every day, and I, I tried and tried and tried to coax her to come into the house mm -hmm. and couldn't get her. I finally decided that I was going to get a humane cat trap and catch her in the trap. Well, she must have read my mind or something, because the day that I came home with the trap, she was nowhere to be Gone. found. Gone, yeah. yeah. And she took all the how kittens How many kittens her. did she have? She had four. See, the, the, cat, the cat that gave birth in our backyard actually had two kittens. One was stillborn, oh. and the other one uh, you know, lived. And uh, we were fascinated because the stillborn one, all of a sudden, one day, one day was gone. Because huh. we, di we didn't want to go in there and touch and disturb, sure. disturb what was going uh -huh. on. But the stillborn one was all of a sudden just gone. 
That is bizarre. Yeah. And the then, mama cat must have taken yeah, it away. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, with my mama cat vanishing as she did, mm-hmm. we were bummed, just like your wife. Sure. But about two weeks later, one of the kittens came back. Oh, no kidding. And she was gorgeous. She had oh. this beautiful, long, fluffy gray hair. And I was able to grab her with a blanket, right. and I brought her into the house, and she was like a piranha. I mean, when I brought her into the house and took the blanket off her, she was literally flying up around all over the walls oh, wow. hissing, and she's just this little thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, wow, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting how you describe, though, how all the different animals that you have at the house coexist, because... What happened again for Amber Good Dog on Facebook? Amber Good Dog. Um, <laughs> Get that promotion. I was at home one day taking a day off from the radio station, and I'm sitting in the living room with the TV on with a baseball game, and I'm eating my lunch. And I had the windows open because it was a nice day. I had the back door open, the breeze was coming in. And next thing I know, I hear Amber kind of going oh, crazy. I thought, what in the world's going on here? And I looked, and I looked up at the stairwell on the second floor. And the cat had got, the mama cat had got in the house wow. and snuck up to the second floor and was looking down at the, through the railing, looking down at Amber like, ha ha, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and I thought, this is not going to end well. Uh-huh. Well, Amber went nuts, took, up, up, took off up the stairwell toward the cat, and there's only one thing to do if you have something like that happening. You have to jump. And this mama cat, who was definitely pregnant, jumped from the second story down and i and there's nothing i could do it was like watching a movie it's like there's a cat flying from this from the from the heavens did you try to catch her i was too far away i couldn't (laughs) even get there and and then she took off under the bed and Uh and i thought oh she's going to give birth under the bed but no i just locked amber out and got the cat and said now you you can't be in here right now this is not going to be good for you Oh, gosh. But, you know, I mean, the love of animals goes back so long for, for you. And, and as I said, it, it started for me as a kid as well. With I had a Siamese cat when I was a kid. Oh, and, uh, they're talkers. Uh, oh, yes. Jewel, Jewel was, was the cat that I had as a, as a kid. And uh, a great, great cat. Great um, cat. I Siamese cats are lots of fun, especially the ones that have the eyes that are sort of crossed. Yes, yes. <laughs> you never yes. really know if they're looking at you or well, I knew, looking at something else. I knew Jewel was always listening to me and always knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and and oh, I didn't dress Jewel up in, in costumes, though. I, I, oh, I didn't, I didn't okay. do that. No, yeah. no, I, I did not. Although I may have taken one of those little plastic uh, angel or dodger helmets and tried to shove it on his head at one point. <laughs> But I don't think that that didn't last too long, of course. Oh, boy. Have you always been a dog person, too? You know what? I had my my parents got me a dog when I was probably seven years old. But my father didn't realize what it was like to have a dog. Oh, it's and, and it was a lot of work. And mm-hmm. so my dad came home one day and said, uh, "This we have to give the dog to somebody else. This is, this is not working out. So I really was only a cat person as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and in a uh, past relationship, I also had a, had cats. Also, mm-hmm. uh, so when I when I got married to Terry in '07, uh, she had three dogs when we first got married. She wow. had she had a, a wire-haired fox terrier, 
and a, uh, a Toto. And I don't remember. I don't know what you call Toto, but Toto. Karen, Karen Terrier. There you go. Thank you very much. <laughs> and and then Amber came along as a Jack Russell Terrier. So, so she's so a Terrier she's person. She's a dog person all the way. Yes, indeed. And so I, I learned to adapt and learned uh, to to uh, to uh, become a dog person. And, well, you've and so really now you can, become a dog so person. So now you can follow Amber on Facebook at Amber Good Dog. Again, if you're listening this morning, Amber Good Dog on Facebook. What was that, Amber Good Dog? Amber Good Dog, Dog yes. And Amber often now Amber is interesting uh, her because of course I I am the arbiter of, of her Facebook page. Amber only likes two things: K jazz and the most interesting man in the world. This is all that Amber likes. But oh. if you like her, she will like you back. Well, she needs to like the pet place. Oh, now you see. that's a, that is Now there's a pet place Facebook page. Is there there not? is. Yes. Pet place radio. Okay. <laughs> see, if I can plug, you can plug too. <laughs> that is so funny. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up the fact about having to give up a pet as a child. Yeah. I'm sure that was very traumatic. Yeah. And one of the things we always encourage at the pet place, and it's something I'd like to leave everybody with, is if you're going to get a pet, really think it through because yeah. it's a commitment that's supposed to last the life of the pet yep. and not until you get tired or life circumstances get crazy. Yep. So. Remember, be a responsible pet owner and love all your pets. Well, Mike, thanks for chatting with Thank me you. today. Thank you. Sure. We need to take a quick break, but when we come back, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. How many of you listeners are Basset Hound lovers? I bet a lot. What's not to love about those goofy beauties? Well, guess what? From 10 to 12 today, on every first Saturday of the month, you can have breakfast with adoptable Basset Hounds at Huntington Beach Dog Park. It's a really fun event. Bring your own Bassets as well and mingle with other hounds and their people. And if you're ready to adopt, you're bound to find a hound that steals your heart. For more information, visit www.bhsc.org. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.